Welcome to Money Isn't Scary, a podcast for women to explore our fears around money and inspire each other to be financially independent. I'm Megan Dwyer, and I'm making it my personal mission to remove the taboo around money and help women rewrite their stories so they can stop staying small and start to live the life they truly desire. Get ready to be uncomfortable. It's not easy to unpack our thoughts and behaviors, but we will learn so much about ourselves in the process. I'm super excited for you to join me on this journey. Let's do this. Hi, you guys. Welcome to this episode of the Money Isn't Scary podcast. I'm your host, Megan Dwyer. Today on the show, you guys get to hear my conversation with Courtney Podani, a nutritional therapy practitioner and personal trainer. Courtney is just delightful. We had such a great and very real conversation about the parallels between our mindsets when it comes to nutrition and wellness in general and our mindsets around money. And for those of you who identify as a perfectionist or a recovering perfectionist like myself, you can really see how black and white thinking comes into play here. It has actually paralyzed me to the point where I go to the grocery store and I struggle with making decisions on what to buy because there's so many options and I want to make sure I'm doing the right thing for myself and for my family. We talk a lot about the pressures that we feel as moms and how culture comes into play there and how we can live more in alignment with our actual values. She was kind enough to answer a lot of questions that have always been bugging me. Um, like when we talk about food shopping anxiety, online shopping options, because there's so many of them, and meal delivery programs, which have always confused me. And when we talk about personal training in general, we get into why people tend to avoid them and why working with one may actually be worth it to you. Courtney's business is called Train With Courtney. You can find her at trainwithcourtney.com where she has an awesome blog with some really helpful tips that I think will, you guys will also enjoy. I hope you like this episode. Please feel free to share with anyone you think would be interested. And as always, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at moneyisnscary. All right, you guys, here we go. I hope you enjoy. Hi, Courtney. Thank you so much for being here today. Hi, Megan. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. So for those of us um, who are listening, um, I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, and, that, and I mean, like, per, both personally and professionally. So I am a new mom. I have a daughter who is seven months old. Her name is Gianna. And so she was a pandemic baby. And so right before she came, I was trying to work on pivoting my business virtually. And then I became a mom. So still just trying to tackle everything, right? You know, um, but, nothing. that's just nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but um, for my job, I am a nutritionist and personal trainer. And so I still am working only virtually. And I mostly work with women. I like to think about providing the most simple tips that women can incorporate into their daily life to try to make health and wellness easier and to help them reach whatever goal they might have. So 
some clients do both nutrition and personal training or they separate things out. But I, and I've also been tackling a little bit now more of the postpartum aspect of things since I'm going through that myself. So mm-hmm. it's lots of fun. It's amazing. It's, I, I've always thought like the, the idea that you, you teach what you need to know, like you're literally teaching other people as you're going through it yourself. So that's awesome. Has your, did, have you found that um, your business has got pivoted because like pre COVID versus post well in COVID in aspect of like incorporating all these things into our everyday? Like, do you think that like before, before the pandemic happened, people were more looking to make it, make um, fitness like a thing, like they had to specifically go to a gym to do it, or they had to work with a personal trainer. Do you think that now things have shifted a little bit and people are starting to see more of the everyday ways they can incorporate this stuff into their lives at home? Absolutely. So pre- COVID, yes, I saw a lot of people, they, their values have shifted, right? So before they would say, if I said, hey, in addition to working with me, can you also make it to the gym two other times this week? That was totally doable, right? And it was, it seemed like it was something they enjoyed. Now people are working more towards the nutrition aspect of things just because gyms were closed for so long. And there was even I don't know if you remember, but at the beginning, there was a shortage on dumbbells and resistance bands everywhere. No one could get anything. And while there are tons of things you can do with just body weight or even just walking outside, um, I think people looked to change what they had more control over. And that was what they purchased for food and what they were cooking. Yeah, that's a really good point. And um, I'm -hmm. glad that you mentioned that because I found that there are so many connections and like parallels between um, how we think about eating and nutrition and fitness and just general wellness and how we think about money, right? So there's all of these kind of pressures, cultural expectations, um, personal values, choices, preferences. And I think for those of us who struggle with perfectionism, like I do, these can be some really difficult um, decisions to make, some really difficult and very confusing things for people, for people to to think through. Um, And one of the things that I want to bring up here is um, the idea of food shopping and the anxiety that comes with that. Um, so I'd love to pick your brain a little bit about that. So this is a uh, grocery shopping anxiety is a real thing. (laughs) I looked it up, but I have it myself. So that's why I looked it up. I was curious. Um, so for me, it's, it's less about the crowds. And of course now things are all different in, in COVID, but, um, but more so it's less about the, the general experience, but more so just the number of options we were talking, um, before I hit record about how, you know, you go to the grocery store and there's literally 15 different kinds of Cheez-Its. So there's, if there's 15 different kinds of Cheez-Its, there's 15 different kinds of everything. So I'd love to kind of get your take on that, first of all, the number of options and how to sort of sift through that. And then also kind of where the delineation is between like 
the quality and the cost. And that maybe is kind of the second part of this question. So maybe we can talk more first about the, the, the number of options that overwhelm. Because those of us with these perfectionist brains wanna make sure that we're making the right, quote unquote, right choices. Um, and we know that there's a fine line and a spectrum, of course, um, there as well. So curious what your take is. <laughs> right. So there are a few things I want to mention to answer this. And these are all things that I tell all of my clients. So as far as your like animal proteins go, quality is important. We are eating. So what we eat is we take on the stress and energy of the animal that we eat, right? So if, let's say, a chicken was confined to a cage, never saw sunlight, their life was stressful. And so then we, when we eat that, we take that on. So if you're going to change anything about quality and pricing as an issue, I would try to get good quality meat. So you want to look for grass-fed beef. Again, so this means that the cow was eating grass, which that's what their digestive system was evolved to eat. So when they're given things like corn or soy, they're going to have, you know, digestive upset. Again, just another level of stress. So grass-fed beef, pasture-raised poultry and eggs, and then wild-caught seafood. So if you, when you're looking for those things, you know, the brand, the company, doesn't really matter as much as long as those things are read on the label, like 100% grass-fed beef. So hopefully that helps a little bit with meat. Um, and I also suggest that people shop the perimeter of the grocery store. So that's where you're going to find your meats, but then also your produce as well. So these are you know, I like to think of it, you're eating either from the earth or from an animal. It's not really until you get down the aisles of the grocery store where you get all the like processed stuff that really has no nutritional value for you at all. And yes, I do buy some things down the aisles like brown rice, oatmeal, things of that nature. Um, but I also like to educate my clients on how to read food labels. So when they do go, they know what to look for. So I really don't even look at like the nutrition facts where it breaks down, you know, fats, carbs, protein, anything like that. I have them look right underneath where it says ingredients. Are these ingredients you are familiar with or are they ingredients and things you've never heard of, can't even pronounce the name? If it's natural things that you're familiar with, I say, go ahead and get it. However, if it looks like yellow five, I would probably stay away from that because that means there's artificial stuff in there. That's not going to do anything for you. Awesome. Um, I think this is, this is stuff that a lot of us know intuitively, but it's sometimes it's easier said than done when you're shopping for a family. And so I guess what I want to, ask is what is your suggestion for those of us who are who want to stick to a fairly tight budget um i have some thoughts on this from a financial perspective and and it all kind of ties back to some of the things that that i've talked about on the show before in terms of personal values and really like getting shopping and and doing 
doing what you want to do for yourself and for your family in alignment with what feels right to you. Um, but I'm curious your thoughts on that as well. Right. It can definitely be hard to stay within that budget. I know once I go to the grocery store, I just get overstimulated and want to grab for everything. But one of the ways that we do try to spend less money is by visiting our farmer's market every week. Mm -hmm. So there, the produce is pretty cheap. I mean, I only, my daughter doesn't eat real food yet. So I really only have to shop for my husband and I, but I go to the farmer's market with $20 each week and I come back with change. I do not even spend the whole $20 and I'm able to get enough fruits and vegetables for the whole entire week, if not more. Mm -hmm. So I would suggest um, looking into resources like that, that are available to you in your local area. And then maybe if you are ultimately spending less on produce and things like that, you could spring for the higher quality meat because there will be a little bit of an added cost. However, it's, the meat is going to improve your quality of life and health so much better. I just really would like to stress that to people um, if you can make it work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. I, um, I had just recently stumbled on a subscription box called Misfits Market, and it's, it's um, vegetables. And they're, they're not the quote unquote perfect vegetables that make it to the grocery stores or the Whole Foods where everything, or the, 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 the very pretty displays, but they're very inexpensive. And every week you can pick, and of course you can pick the different um, time periods. It doesn't have to be every week, but it, it, it certainly can be. Um, you can pick the frequency of it. But you get to choose, so you can go online and you can pick the different, um, I think between a couple different groups, you can pick four to six different produce options, and they vary uh, between fruit and vegetables, of course, and what's in season and what's not. So I thought that's a pretty cool tool. It's actually um, fairly inexpensive. I think it's like $22 for each um, for each shipment, and it just arrives to, at your door at, in a box, and it's Um, I think that's really neat. And it's just a cool option for those of us who want to make sure that we're eating higher quality um, fruits and vegetables fairly inexpensively. Because of course, again, there's certain things that, um, and and maybe you can talk to this a little bit, that you would want to buy organic versus things that you, it's not as important to buy organic, right? Yes. Uh, So real quick before I get into that, I do really like the idea of the subscription box for produce as well because of the idea that you are eating what's in season. So a lot of times with grocery stores, you see all the same vegetables year round, right? But they Mm -hmm. aren't really able or they have to be, you know, modified a little bit to be grown in the climate that's not ideal for them. So when you do eat or seasonal produce, you are getting food that was able to be picked when it was ripe rather than before. Uh, Sometimes, you know, things have to be shipped far distances as well. So they have to be, they're picked before they're ripe and then they spend time in a truck with no light and all of that. So I do like the produce subscription boxes. There's also um, imperfect produce that is similar, you know, might be bruised a little, but it's all still good for you. Mm -hmm. And yes, as far as produce goes, 
So there is something called the Dirty Dozen. So these 12 uh, fruits and vegetables, I'm sorry, I don't have the list off the top of my head, but these 12 (laughs) fruits and vegetables should be purchased organic. They are just known for being heavily sprayed with pesticides, uh, herbicides, things like that. So when you buy them organic, you're ensuring that it doesn't have any of that grossness on there. And outside of those 12, you don't have to buy organic. So, you know, it's, it, it all evens out, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, um, as long as you can kind of stick to a few things, not everything has to be that way. So I I think that, you know, I talk a lot um, on the podcast about kind of the all or nothing mentality. And if this is, if feeding yourself, like yourself and your family with higher quality ingredients and, and foods is a top priority for you, then, okay, we don't have to go like from zero to a hundred. We can start to kind of slowly fact incorporate these things into our lives and we can do it in a way that feels good for us personally and without it. And I'm saying like, we don't, we want to do this without the guilt of saying, of, of also spending, you know, our entire paycheck at Whole Foods, like everybody always talks about. So what are some of the, in your opinion, some of those um, better options out there for higher quality yet if, reasonably priced food options um, for like grocery shopping. So I, I know um, Trader Joe's is one and there's probably some al- also some online options as well. Like um, it, it, I don't know, Thrive Market is one that's coming to mind um, for some of those um, more pantry staples. Yes, absolutely. I love Trader Joe's. They have good quality things while not breaking the bank. Also, Sprouts. I don't know if you have those out by you, but Sprouts is a really good one. Super good quality as well. And I do like Thrive Market. They um, they have good or well-rounded, you know, snacks for kids, snacks for you, uh, good quality like cooking oils and such, which can also be that can be um, something that's rather overwhelming, I would think. Oh, yeah. And um, I also like Rayleigh's. So Rayleigh's has some pretty good quality things, and they have deals all the time. Yeah, that's awesome. I don't, we don't have one here in the Northeast, the Rayleigh's, but I, I have heard of it before. And um I think a lot of people, it's just good to have these options because a lot of people might avoid because they think that that buying healthy has to come with a very expensive price tag. Um, So what about some of the um, like meal delivery options? I'm curious what your thoughts here are. I mean, I think some of them, and I'm talking like... um, like a Blue Apron or a HelloFresh where you have these companies that um, I guess you can pre-order them and you can pick what you want and they come with all of the ingredients there for you. All you have to do, and I assume freshly made, of course, but I assume, and all you have to do is just throw everything together in a pan and voila, you've got dinner. Um, I'm curious your thoughts on those and if they're worth the price tag because they can be, they can, they can be pretty pricey. And I think, especially if you're trying to feed a, you know, a family of three, of three or four or five, however big it is, that can be a little bit um, 
overwhelming sometimes. Right. So I know with HelloFresh, the nice thing about them is that they do have, you know, the grass-fed beef, organic produce and whatnot. So quality with them isn't an issue. However, I don't know if it's completely worth it, right? If you if you're buying your produce from the farmer's market each week, getting good meats, you can definitely throw together meals that are cheaper than this. I think with it, well, the more you add per week, the more meals you get delivered, it goes down per serving. But I think the average serving is like $8.99. And the thing I don't like with HelloFresh or something like that, so we actually, we get HelloFresh, but the thing I don't like is that there's never any leftovers left, right? Whereas I could just throw like a meat and potatoes and carrots or something in a crock pot and have a couple meals, you know, dinner, at least lunch the next day, maybe another dinner. So uh, we are only getting it for the convenience. So my husband sometimes doesn't get home until 8 p.m. at night where I'm here with the baby. So it's pure convenience. And for us right now, since it's only the two of us, the cost is okay. However, once our kid kids get older or if we have more kids it probably isn't worth it at the end of the day especially just because there's not going to be leftovers right so that that gets pretty expensive that's funny um just uh, anecdotally i um somebody had given me a like a free trial for i believe it was HelloFresh. I, I can't recall which one it was, but someone had given me a, a, a sample of it. So I ordered a couple meals from it and I was like, this is awesome. This totally is going to change my life. And in my mind, I kind of, you know, going back to that black and white, like kind of mindset, I kept thinking, um, this is what I'm going to do forever now. And of course that doesn't actually happen right like you can't keep I can't even keep up with like ordering them ordering things online every week so I just automatically kind of default to the going to the grocery store every Sunday to prepare for the week and um I guess what I'm trying to say is that it doesn't have to be for those for those of us listening it doesn't have to be like all or nothing I mean if you if this is if these programs are something that you like and are really because they are super convenient let's face it for working busy working parents Um, and if it's something that you like, then it's okay to incorporate that into your routine, but you know, it doesn't have to be all or nothing, not every single meal. Like I personally love, love having leftovers also. Um, lunch has always been something that's gets really stressful for me. So when when I was going into the office and I was working in the city, most of the time I would bring either leftover meals from the night before, or I would just wing it and I would go buy myself something, a sandwich or something from somewhere local. And I would pay far too much money for a sandwich. So I think, you know, again, it's like this balance. If it's not something you want to do all or nothing, but to have sort of a baseline and then sprinkle in some of these like more prepared meals for your, that, that are quicker and easy and convenient for you every so often, that's okay. That's totally okay. But I just, I don't want people to feel like it has to be one way or the other. This isn't like balancing like nutrition and, and feeling good should also it be incorporated with feeling good about your finances too. And, and just that mindset around um, how you think about where your money's going. 
Right. If this, if it's something that's adding extra stress, that's not good on your body either. So that's really why I try to meet people where they are. And we, you know, come up with solutions that can just be seamlessly integrated into what they're doing already. Right. Because it's just, it's not worth it at the end of the day. Absolutely. It's all about just like, let's face it. I mean, we want to take care of ourselves. The whole point of this is to take care of ourselves and our family physically, right? We want to make sure that we're healthy from a physical perspective, but we also need to take care of our mental health too. And so if we're, we're going, driving ourselves crazy, trying to hit all these kind of ideals that we don't really even need to, again, because of those kind of cultural expectations, um, then that's not helpful. It's if you, if you're, you know, you could be putting really good food into your body, but you could also be totally overwhelmed, totally stressed out all the time. And that's not a good balance. That's something's off here. So, um, that's just a really good point. Thank you so much. Um, so shifting to the other side of your business as a personal trainer, um, I think a lot of people understand the benefits of having a personal trainer, right? It's like the, the customized um, coaching, working with you and your individual body. But I know in my experience, you know, I've worked with personal trainers when I might've gotten them for as like a, to a lot, they came, you know, a, a couple weeks of a personal trainer came with a gym membership or something like that. Um, but a lot of people tend to not use them because of the added cost. So it's definitely a mindset thing. And um, I'd love to just talk, get your opinion, um, t- talking a little bit more about the benefits, right, of, of have, having a personal trainer and when you think it's worth it and when you think it's not worth it and why. Right. So when you have a personal trainer, uh, like you mentioned, they can completely customize a plan to you. So you know, you're not going to be doing things that are not good for your own body, especially so you have injuries or any type of like, you know, health condition. So there's that aspect of it. But there's also the accountability, which I think people don't realize how much at the end of the day that really is going to help, right? Because it's almost like you have an appointment that you have to get to. Someone is waiting for you. So it's almost right up there with like a doctor's appointment. It's also a good time for some self-care because personal training can help you relieve stress after a busy day, you know, with your kids Mm -hmm. or at work. So there's that aspect. However, I think a lot of people do consider it more of a luxury, right? Like, oh, I can afford the gym membership, but not the personal training. And, you know, maybe it's not for everyone. I've come across a lot of people who love the class atmosphere, you know, being around other people doing spin or Zumba, what have you. So it's not for everyone. However, I think, yeah, those that don't invest think it's more of a luxury rather than almost an investment in their own health. Yeah. And that is such a really good point. Um, I think that so much of that idea of thinking of it as luxury comes from judgment. And a lot of it is judgment of ourselves, right? Like, like we may think that deep down, we're not really worth it. We're not worth the money 
we might not be, we might not feel like we're worth the, the, what the, the time, the money, all the resources in order to be able to be able to have somebody help us to take, to, to kind of take our, our fitness or our health to the next level. So I think there, there's an element of that. And then we may also be projecting that on out into the world as well. Like this kind of judgment that like, we're not worth it. So, you know, I'm, I think in general that personal trainers aren't worth it or that other people may only be able to like, you're, you're working with a personal trainer. That must mean that you are special or different or not like me. And, um, there's so much of that, I think in like mindset stuff that people don't even realize are, it's like subconscious, right? They don't even realize as they're making these decisions. And sometimes these decisions either to work with somebody like you or not are split second. And they don't even put any, any additional effort into it because it all comes from those stories that we told ourselves when we were younger. Um, so I think that's really interesting um, that, that some of that is, is so intertwined, right? Um, so I'd love to hear, you know, a little bit more about, you know, the, so the kinds of clients that you work with, you mentioned moms, um, and some of maybe a little bit more about like if a client comes to you um, as a new mom, what are they really looking for and, how, and what does the process look like as you help them on both the kind of nutrition coaching and personal training side? Like, could you kind of like walk us through, like, is it a, like, is it a six month process and, and how, what are sort of the things that you accomplish during that time? Right. So everyone is different. I really like to preach bio individuality because it is, it's so true and people have different goals. So the timeline varies. I say, a three-month commitment is usually going to be your best option just because whatever results you want to see, it will take some time, especially if you've had these, you know, deep-rooted habits over the course of your adult life or whatever, you know, you can't just reverse those overnight. It's, it's a process to unlearn, right? Yeah, exactly. And there's a lot, there's a big education piece to it as well. So, uh, I send out paperwork. We have, you know, Zoom consultation. I get to really know what you're looking for. And then after that first session, I can really give you a better timeline of what we're working with. But with new moms, a lot of people come to me because they want their body back, right? Mm -hmm. So they think it's going to be just an exercise program when it really needs to be more nutrition focused at that point, especially if they are still breastfeeding, you know, you really, nutrition is very important at that point, just because you're still providing for your baby and you want them to have the best success as well. So we usually, if it's more nutrition focused, we'll meet once a week. If there is the personal training as well, it'll be twice a week. And I really take a look at your whole lifestyle. It's not just like, hey, what are you doing for exercise right now? What are you doing for nutrition right now? I look at eating habits from when you were brought up, how your parents cooked or took you out, things like that, to, um, to any like health conditions you might have, medication, supplements. It's really a overall health approach. 
And I love that because there's so many parallels, right, between like uh, so many aspects of your life. But I'm trying to draw the parallel here between like the the lens of of money. And it's really like the stories that we tell ourselves from young kids. And so you are kind of starting at a point where you're trying to uncover those and those are going to be really uncomfortable. Like what if, you know, you had, you, you have a client that came from either a, um, like nutrition insecure household, or, you know, they were, they had a family member who was always taking them out for fast food or something like that. So they probably have these like mindsets around certain things and they could very well be extremes because of these, these experiences and then therefore beliefs and stories that they were told. Right. So I think that's a really cool um, aspect to the work that you do versus just any kind of personal, personal trainer or, um, nutritionist because you're really diving into and starting to heal some of those those like deeply rooted wounds right and one of my big things too is to try to get people out of that diet mentality mm-hmm. I don't believe diets are sustainable for people and I'm able to help you really identify supportive foods for you where you don't need to be in this box of you know okay no carbs or no fat. I want you to be able to enjoy everything because everything has a purpose in our body, right? But it is just insane to me how many people grew up with parents who dieted. So that's just how they thought they should also continue, right? Yeah. And it's, it's like, these are also people, especially, you know, working with moms, right? They're, we're busy. We're running around from one thing to the next. And when you actually take the time to slow down and like take some deep breaths and think about this stuff, then it totally shifts. Like it's, it's, or it's, if you really put the effort into it, things start to shift a little bit and you kind of realize the, the mindset that you were in before versus, you know, in that, in that diet culture where it's like, there's so many rules and there's, um, you know, there's so much shame and guilt involved in that if you don't, if you're not like obeying or, or, or um, following the rules, right? So then you kind of like, when you can slow down and realize that, and then you can kind of think like, yeah, maybe, maybe the whole point of this is to just sort of flow, right? That, that I think it takes a long time to get there and it's not going to happen for everybody, but I, or it's not going to happen right away. Anyway, it's a, it's a process. And it's, that's actually something that I've done on my own personal journey over the last year or so. And I still struggle with it, but um, we all do, right? This is something that it's a, it's, it's again, unlearning. You may have been, um, you may have been taught from a young age. I mean, how many, how many girls are dieting when they're eight years old, right? Like this is just something that unfortunately we grow up with and we have to learn to unlearn along the way. Right. Absolutely. And like we said earlier, 
this shouldn't be stressful. You know, no one is going to be perfect. I'm not perfect 100% of the time. Absolutely. And I don't try to get my clients to be perfect 100% of the time. It's just, you know, life happens. We have jobs and kids and things come up. So I just want to give you the best education possible. So when you are able to make those healthy choices, you know how to make them and know what's going to make you feel best. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you, Courtney. This has been such a great conversation. I think this is going to be, this is just so helpful to the listeners. And and this is going to be something that will stick with us. um, Because, right, like we said, this is a lifestyle. This isn't just, um, just, you know, picking something that's like the the flavor of the day, right? Um, So uh, before we close out, I would just love to have you tell the listeners uh, how we can find you, how we can get in touch. If, um, if people are interested in potentially working with you, I know you said you're working with clients virtually. So um, yeah, just let us, let us know how to find you. Yeah. So my website is trainwithcourtney.com and I offer free 30 minute zoom chat. So if you are interested in setting that up, we can get to know each other better, see if we'll be a good fit. And my Instagram is at nourished underscore living underscore. And it was so great to be here. Thank you so much. Thank you.